Tony White's gone. You got to get that through your head right now. Syracuse's defense might never be the same because Tony White, the man that made it oh so good, is no longer with the program. He's off to bigger and cornier things over in the Midwest. We'll talk about all that more on Lockdown Syracuse. It starts right now. Our Lockdown Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you on your Friday episode of Lockdown Syracuse. Thanks for making it the first listen of your morning every single day. We very much appreciate you. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's get right into the biggest news of the day before we give any sort of Georgetown prediction. It is that Tony White, Syracuse's defensive coordinator, is gone. He took a job at Nebraska. You thought, I mean, there was talks of Tony White maybe leaving to take the ASU head coaching gig or another head coaching gig. You'd think if he was leaving, it would be for a head coaching gig. But no, he will be the defensive coordinator of the Nebraska Cornhuskers uh, next season under Matt Rule, their new head coach. Now, Owen As we all understand, there are connections between Matt Rule, the new head coach of the Cornhuskers, and Tony White. How about you tell us about him? Yeah, so Rule is not really a stranger to the 3-3-5. It's something that that he used at Baylor for a brief stint. And then they crossed paths a little bit in in the really early 2000s because Tony White played linebacker over at UCLA where Rule was the – he was the D-line coach. And so this is a scheme that Rule has become familiar with. And obviously, Tony White, one of a handful of coaches now that are are bringing forth the 3-3-5 defense. And it's obviously something that stuck out to Rule. And it seems like, in my opinion, the 3-3-5 is sort of a program rebuilding defense. It's a defense that that shifts things up and can throw enough different things at you and changes to allow a defense to have success even when it's not you know, studded with with four and five star guys all over the place. And I think that's what stands out to a lot of people. And when you think about it, right, you think of what Tony White did at Syracuse. Syracuse was like 110, 120 in terms of national defense before Tony White got here. And then was number 19, I believe, last year. And this season was just about 30. And that's a similar situation for Nebraska at this point. They're about 100 in terms of defensive ratings. And I assume Right. If you're ruled, you're you're hoping you're experiencing similar success in a two or three year span that White was able to do at Syracuse. Take a defense from about a hundred in the country to a top twenty-five, top ten-ish, you know, top thirty, top twenty sort of defense. And it's something that the three three five has proven uh and is something that is is of great interest. I, I mean, I understand why Matt Rule wants him there. It is a slap to Syracuse, though, in the process, because this this is one that I think hurts. And especially when you see that Tony White's not taking a head coaching job, he is taking a defensive coordinator job. Lateral moves. That is not really all too much of a step up than Syracuse. No, it's a step down, if anything. Nebraska has been atrocious in recent years. I get 
that he wants to be with Matt Rule and whatnot, and that definitely is a factor in why he went over there. Um, but a lateral move in terms of his position. And if you remember back after the atrocious dumpster fire that was the 2021 and 10 season, he was the only coordinator or personnel of the staff that Babers didn't fire. Sterling Gilbert, Gilbert was gone. Everybody else was gone. But Tony White was the only guy who got to stick around because he was so good and because he runs a really darn good defense. So losing him is definitely going to be tough. The players aren't happy about it. We've already seen a couple of tweets. One here from Caleb Okachukwu just saying sheesh. Uh, and then another one from Deuce Chestnut, just a bunch of face palms. Um, the guys aren't happy about this one. And you wonder, will this lead anybody to transfer? Do, do Are any of these defenders so... Uh, heavily involved with what Tony White is doing that they want to go follow him. I doubt it, um, but I don't know. I mean, it's something to think about. Yeah, I don't know who might directly follow him, but this is, you know, an opportunity where if you are a defensive player on Syracuse, where, you know, if if you weren't sold on this program and you weren't sold on this team, which you like Tony, Tony White, White wasn't. Yeah, I mean, you're you're now considering transferring when that was not really – a thought I'm sure a week or two ago before this was brought up and before conversations like this were happening. So this is something that I definitely understand as a defensive player at Syracuse, you might be, you know, open to wanting to transfer now. And that thought is now of greater interest to you. Makes sense. I get it right. You're, you're looking for, for the best defense possible to allow you to shine, to allow you to stand out because at this point, right, you're trying to get to the next level. You're trying to be, an NFL defensive player. I will say one thing, and this is something that, you know, I, I picked up from Max Chadwick when we've had him on and other conversations from Max. The 335 is is not really a defense that allows every position to thrive in terms of how you would play at the NFL level. And when you're winning, that becomes okay. But I mean, right now, you you've got to show yourself as a defensive player. If you are especially in the secondary uh, because of that rover spot, because that is not traditionally what you're seeing in pro off or pro defenses and being able to jump at that level, you know, you're, do you want to continue on this path? So it's already an interesting spot in terms of NFL, you know, snaps and being able to develop film for NFL programs and teams. Uh, but at this point too, I mean, what, what's next, right? Who do you have that can come in and, and do what Tony White did? at the same level, right? You think of even last year, 2021, when the team struggled, what's kept them in football games? What kept them alive was the defense. Same the thing Clemson game. Think about the Clemson game. The yeah. only reason they had a chance was because the defense was so good. Mm-hmm. This defense has kept them in game after game after game in White's brief stint at Syracuse and is is something that you're, you're going to look back on and, and wonder, depending on what happens next. And I don't know who the answer is. Uh, I don't know who a DC is that wants to jump to Syracuse right now. Uh, that's all for, for the next couple of weeks and seeing what happens. But this is this is big. It's important because I, I do think dominoes will fall, not necessarily following him. Some might. That could be something on the table. But I, I do think that he is not the only piece that that leaves as a result of this decision. Sure, absolutely. We'll continue this conversation right after 
a short break. This one brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. It's all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, they got those too. Fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, Tony White gone. Players aren't happy about it. Defense likely to regress a little bit. I wonder what the recruiting angle is on this as well, because I'm sure that Tony White's prowess and and recent history and and shown success of sending guys to the NFL as well was definitely used in recruiting conversations. Are there going to be guys who are committed to Syracuse uh, second-guessing that decision? Are there going to be guys who are thinking about committing to Syracuse deciding against it because that defensive mind is no longer there. Um, It's definitely a big hit and one that seems amicable. I don't think, I mean, something, unless we don't know something, which is usually the case, um, it seems like everything, you know, it's fine. doesn't look like anything's been ugly on on the exit here, but I can't assume Dino Babers is happy about it because the same thing is what does it say for his image? And that one, a guy like Tony White, who's really good at his job, chose another coach over him to do the exact same job. I think that there's really a conversation to be had there because while Rule uh, was a really great college coach, went to fail in the NFL, came back, and is probably going to be really good again, you've got something at Syracuse. You have your first, your second winning season ever under this coach, a really, really talented group of guys in this defense, a defense you built, and you chose against it. Uh, that to me speaks to Dino. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you talk about the recruiting impacts and right now, I mean, Syracuse only has three defensive recruits to begin with in the class of 23, which says enough uh, there it's you're in a bad spot recruiting defensively right now with white gone with three defensive commits in the books right now. And I don't know, you know, defensively, who wants to come here right now with White gone and, and this whole situation. And I will say this, I don't think anyone who listens to this podcast regularly will be shocked for me to say that I don't think Dino Babers is a good football coach. Love him as a person. Think he's a great guy. Very likable. He's not a good football coach in many facets of the game. He has been saved by Tony White. Dino Babers is still the head coach because of Tony White. And because his contract was too lucrious or whatever that word is lucrative lucrative for Syracuse to buy him out. That is why Dino is still the coach here. And that is a reality. And without Tony White, this Dino program is not going to be in a good spot. And I do think that that will be exposed this season. And it is unfortunate, but because of the talent that you're losing to the NFL, to graduating seniors, to transfers, On the defensive side of the ball, I think Dino Babers is exposed this coming season unless something drastic happens. Uh, And I I don't want to overreact at this point because it happened today. We're recording this on Thursday. Uh, It happened today, and there is a lot of season left or a lot of offseason left before this becomes reality and we start to see the true impacts of this on the field. But I, I do think this is a big deal in terms of Dino Babers' career in terms of his ability to win football games next season, and in terms of what the legacy for Dino Babers is moving forward. Because right now he has two winning seasons 
in however many years, right? Seven years, two winning seasons. And that's not what you want. That's not what you need. And there have been bad losses along the way and not good finishes. So this is something that is a big deal. Uh, and I do think you are going to, if you're Syracuse, circle this. And this is a moment that you're going to think back on because this is going to to have a long-term effect uh, on the trajectory of this program. I truly believe so because I don't know, as I said, if you're in the transfer portal right now, I don't know the pitch Syracuse has for you outside of the fact that they have brought you know, NFL talent under coordinators that are no longer there. Um, I, I don't know if you're a recruit right now in the class of 23 that was considering Syracuse defensively. I don't know the conversation. I don't know what pitch gets you there because it's, it's a tough one. This is going to be a big deal. And I get it, right? We all think that Rule can take this Nebraska program and really improve it because he has the capabilities. And obviously he's got, you know, the allure for other coaches to make, as you said, a linear or maybe negative transition in terms of current state of program. But there is enough promise that Rule brings for a guy like Tony White to leave a position where in theory, right, Syracuse is paying its coordinators. And that's why they were able to get talented coordinators. And that was a big deal. But this is now the reality of this is going to pay dividends. And this is going to be something that we look back on because I do think this is going to play a huge deal on what happens to Syracuse football in the next three years. It seemed like we were starting to hit a little bit of an upslope. But I, I, I do think this is going to hit hard uh, yeah. and the immediate reaction and the immediate thought is this is going to bloom large and it is going to really drag down Dino Babers and, and what his you know, legacy is uh, when this contract expires in two years. And I wonder if Syracuse goes after uh, another guy who wants to run the three, three, five, because the players are so used to it at this point, or if they totally shift and, they try to find something new because um, at the end of the day, they're going to do whatever they can on defense to keep it that good and keep guys going to the NFL because it's really only recently that Syracuse has kind of had this wave of really, really talented defensive backs that are all headed to the NFL. It started with Andre Sisco, Trill Williams, Afatu Melifanu, now Garrett Williams, Deuce Chestnut, all of them NFL bound, probably Jihad Carter and Jason Simmons too. Um, there's just so much talent there. And I think that they're going to do whatever they possibly can to keep that going. So I'm, I'm really interested to see what uh, direction they end up going in. But for now, Owen, there's definitely a lot of merit to what you just said and saying, if they don't do something that is really beneficial, you could take a huge step back last year. And that's for a program that finally got its break and went 6-0 and and got to their bowl game after not doing so. Uh, in four years and not doing so for plenty of years before that. Um, so Syracuse football might be in a tough spot after Tony White is exiting, but we'll shift gears to Syracuse basketball. Can I get taking one on more? Georgetown? Sure. Go ahead. I want one more football thought in here sure. because I, I saw a tweet uh, today at 11 from the athletic and Bruce Feldman uh, was quoted saying uh, that, with Jeff Brom leaving Purdue to go to Louisville, one of his three potential candidates that he has listed is none other, none other than Dino Babers. I saw that, yeah. 
I don't think it's I, I hope to God it happens. Because that is the so. way this program is saved. Right now, Dino without Tony White is bad. Dino at Purdue, off our hands. You know who you reach out to? Doug Marone. No. Former O-line coach. Ed Ogeron. 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 I like that. Yeah. All right. That's that's know. my that's my ideal next six weeks. All right. Well, we'll see if it happens. I back in the Klein era, we had discussions about whether or not Coach O uh, would be a good fit. That's so, my ideal optimistic like look. Okay, but this is this is real and this is important. And Dino will get exposed. I he's I, already gotten exposed. All of twenty twenty was exposing Dino. And anyway, twenty twenty one would have exposed Dino if it wasn't for the fact that Tony White ran a top twenty defense. Yeah. Well, uh, let's move on. Time for basketball. Let's go Uh, basketball. Georgetown did beat Siena, which kind of bound to happen, but they only beat them by like seven points because Georgetown, uh, as somebody in our comment section, I want to give credit. I believe it was Michael Antonio is ruled in the case. They are guilty of sucking. Wow. Um, Can I say this? Did you see the uh, Georgetown gave out free tickets to that basketball game to anybody with a D.C. residence? All right. Great job, Hoyas. If you showed a driver's license that said you are from the D.C. area, you got to attend that basketball game for free. That's how the program is doing right now. Georgetown projected to lose every single game this season from here on out. Every single one. They're not projected to win a single game. After that Siena win. So strap in. If Syracuse loses this game, it is really not good. Um, but hey, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Why don't we cut to the chase, Owen? Let's give predictions. Um, I'm going to find a line. You filibuster for just a second. All right. I look at this, and I'll tell you what. I'm excited for this basketball game. I will be. Uh, I will be. I'm going to throw my hand up in the air. I will say this. I will not watch this game live. I'm going to brag for a second. I will be graduating, getting my master's degree on Saturday. So I will not be, uh, yeah, you know what, shout out to me. Uh, I will not be able to watch the game live. I will watch it, you know, afterwards. But I I do think that this is an exciting game. Anytime Georgetown comes to the Dome, it, it, it means something to fans still. Not as much. We said this yesterday. But it does still mean something. And, and so. You know, having a decent environment, it'll be fun uh, getting some people out there. Saturday afternoon game, uh, hopefully it makes some noise, chirps some Hoyas, and whatever time of day it is, we know Georgetown still sucks. Owen, oh, I'm going to need you to find that line. I don't know why I try to do it when you're that guy. Um, so okay. I'm going to filibuster while you do it now. I can't find it. Okay. So Ken Palm has Syracuse winning by 10. I will start with that. Okay. Um, Which Ken Palm is usually within a point uh, of what the spread ends up being because, you know, math and that's how you make your spread. True. This is betting 101 with Mr. Valentine. Is it? So this is NCAA basketball. Can I get. I will hopefully be in the dome for the game tomorrow. Uh, I'm expecting. There haven't really been good crowds from what it looks like on TV. 
I'm hoping, Correct. even though Georgetown is awful this year, I'm hoping people show up. Um, just because, you know, there's a rivalry game there and whatnot. I don't know if you could still call it that since it's inter- inter-conference, but uh, there, there's still something there, I think. Um, and, I mean, I think every Syracuse fan wants to beat Georgetown more than anybody else on the list, maybe Duke. Uh, so, what do you got on You know what, Bones? We're, we're probably not going to get a line. College basketball right. lines, usually 24 hours to game or till tip. Thursday recording, probably won't get a line till tomorrow. All uh, right, so well, let's we're going to take Ken Palm. Yeah, minus 10. Uh, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take Syracuse. I like that. To win by 10 points at least. I agree. I, I think they can build off of that game against Oakland as bad as Oakland is. Uh, I think there were so many positives in that game, so many big moments. Uh, the offense looked so much better that I, I think they can carry that momentum into a double-digit victory, without a doubt. Um, I, I think 10, if that ends up being the line, if you live outside of New York State, might sprinkle. Might sprinkle on the orange, because I, I think this is a really bad Georgetown basketball team. And it's a Syracuse team that is trending in the right direction. And I think they can continue that against a team that is bad. Right. This is not us, you know, bashing Georgetown because it's fun to bash Georgetown as a Syracuse fan. This is genuinely Georgetown is a bad basketball team. And the Ewing era at Georgetown is not good. It is absolutely hideous. And as you said, projected to lose every single game the rest of the season. Syracuse's outlook was bad for a little bit. Still isn't great, but they're not projected to lose every game the rest of the year. Uh, which you can hold your head high about. And that is the case for Georgetown. I think Syracuse wins this. I might even go bold. I, I, I'll say this is a 20-point Syracuse basketball win on Saturday. Wow. That is how bad I think I like Georgetown is. And how good I think Syracuse is playing right now relatively in the last few games. All right. Well, that's all we got on this episode of Lockdown Syracuse. Thanks for making it your first listen. For your next, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. I'm Matt Bonaparte. He's on Valentine. We'll see you Monday.